Alhamdulillah, we've reached this Mubarak 28th night of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so much and has been so merciful to us and given so much from His grace and His fadl. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept what has been done and forgive what has been uh, short from our side, which is everything. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seal the end of these days, inshallah, with khair and with afiyah and with barakah by his fadl and by his karam and by his minna. And it ain't over till it's over. So, you know, if you feel like you didn't do enough, then uh, you know we still we still uh, we got, still got uh, you know some minutes on the clock, and uh, it ain't over till it's over. And uh, this is a principle, a great principle of Deen taught to us by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that al umuru bil khawatim, all things are to be judged by how they end. So don't peter out quite yet. Uh, uh, don't ever peter out inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us husnul khatim Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-hawri ba'd al-kawr don't ever don't ever peter out uh, you know inshallah you can rest uh, well once in your you're in your grave and once I'm in my grave with uh, a whole bunch of good deeds and then uh, thereafter uh, never suffer again by Allah's fadl uh, until then uh, you know, the nafs is waiting to destroy everything you put in hard work for and to mess everything up and to ruin everything. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us uh, the tawfiq of being those happy people who keep the nafs on a chain, on a leash, and uh, know how to make it roll over and do tricks. So we continue speaking about Shah Abdul Qadir Jailani, rahimahullah tabarakwa ta'ala. Uh, we say Shah, this is a custom of the people of the Tariq to, uh, the word Shah is a Persian word meaning king, which most of you probably knew from, the, from, from before, in order to acknowledge that these people are the ones who uh, are, uh, uh, to put it in, Al-Ghawth Abu Madian, Qaddas Allah Sirrahu wa Rahimahullah Ta'ala's own beautiful words, مَا لَذَّةُ الْعَيْشِ إِلَّا صُحْبَةُ الْفُقَرَى that the ladha, uh, the, the tastiness and the enjoyment of life uh, is not in anything except for in the, uh, in the company of those uh, people who are the, the fuqara, the travelers on the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those people are beholden to their poverty in front of the Lord. Uh, in reality, uh, they are the uh, uh, salatin. They are the the, the, the sultans and the sada. They are the elite, uh, and they are the umara. They are the commanders. They are the ones for whom Allah Taala created the existence. I didn't create the existence except for the creation, except for the jinn and the ins, the insan and the jinn kind, except for to worship me. This entire show is for those people. Whoever they are, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep their shadows over our heads. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the sa'adah and the tawfiq of sitting in their khidmah. And that they should look at us uh, with happiness as a sign of Allah being happy with us. And uh, that we should have the sa'adah of giving, you know, whatever we have. 
uh, for uh, their work and putting casting our lot in with their effort so that when they enter Jannah one day by Allah's fadl we enter with them and so if you ask me Malik Sanjar and uh, uh, you know Allah you know whatever Mustafail Billah and Al Muftail Billah and you know whatever Sarfic forms Billah uh, different rulers and kings have some of them may have been pious some of them less so you know they don't really inspire much in the heart but uh, if Shah Abdul Qadir uh, ever came uh, came came to my town you bet I'd be there with my two hands uh, in front of me uh, uh, ready to pledge my allegiance you know if uh, if if any of these mashaykh ghazali was was there you bet I'd be I'd be at the doorstep you know if uh, uh, if uh, you know any of these great mashaykh were there one would hope that Allah gave us the tawfiq to be there and uh, there would be a lot of people who would be still busy with uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, you know, Twitter, Twitter, Mitter and, uh, uh, you know, all of these different things with Netflix and uh, YouTube and uh, all of these other uh, different things and uh, you know that's the <laughs> Allah created the, Allah created the heavens and the earth and he knows in his hikmah why he made all of those things and all of those uh, you know all of that stuff and uh, we just ask him that uh, he keep our uh, lot cast with 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 those that he loves uh, otherwise mashallah uh, we wish good we wish good for everybody inshallah so Shabdul Qadir, uh, the subsection that uh, Mulana Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi writes is a ref the refuge of the brokenhearted. The Muslim society in the time of Shabdul Qadir could be broadly divided into two classes. The first of these comprised of men of substance who were deficient in faith and virtuous behavior. Uh, as against this, there was another class of poverty-stricken and downtrodden uh, people that were, however, endowed with faith and a spirit of righteousness, moral strength, and uprightness. These people, sometimes feeling disconcerted and brokenhearted, viewed the affluent with jealousy and mistrust uh, and regarded themselves as deprived and discarded. Uh, <laughs> there may be some people this is striking a chord with right now. Uh, Shah Abdul Qadir holds out hope and cheer to these people in one of his sermons. He says, O oh, empty-handed, beggarly fellows, the world would appear to be at loggerheads with you. You are barefooted, unclothed, and unfed, broken-hearted and ill-starred, evicted from every place and deprived of your longings and fancies. Uh, but do not say that God has reduced you to poverty, uh, uh, um, turned the world against you, abandoned, maligned, or persecuted you, did not assign the portion of earthly pleasures due to you, uh, or did not bestow honor or fame upon you, nor is it proper for you to complain that God has granted his favors to others, made them reputed and honored, although they belong to the same faith as you and are the progeny of Adam and Eve like you. It is really so because you are like a fertile land on which God is sending down the rains consisting of endurance and resignation, conviction and faith, knowledge and grace. The tree of your faith is taking roots, sprouting forth its branches. Its shade closing over you, pushing out new shoots and fruits, getting higher and bigger without your providing any fertilizer to it. Uh, 
God Almighty knows what you really need. He has therefore assigned a befitting place for you in the hereafter. He has made you a Lord in the life to come, where his bounties are countless, inconceivable, and unheard of. As God has said, nobody knows what delights have been stored for your eyes in the paradise that he created. This shall be your recompense for the faithful performance of what has been enjoined unto you and your endurance, resignation, and submission to the will of Allah. As for those who have been well afforded in this world, they have been placed in easy circumstances because they are like a barren land, rocky and sandy, which neither stores nor absorbs the rain, uh, and it is difficult to implant the tree of faith into it. It has therefore been provided with fertilizers so that the weak saplings of their faith may get nourishment and push out the shoots of righteous action. Allah forgive us for being in this uh, in this category. Many of us, I mean, if you're listening to this on whatever SoundCloud or whatever, you're probably uh, easily in the uh, you know top half of the socioeconomic bracket of the world. Uh, majority of whom you know uh, probably never received a proper education from a worldly perspective. And we like to fantasize about being poor, but really Allah has given us so much. And despite what Allah has given us. Our faith is so weak, uh, it hangs by a string. There are people, you know, you look at those uh, Masakin, Rohingya refugees that had to leave on uh, less than 24 hours notice their villages and walk on foot through the jungle to go to the uh, border with Bangladesh only to be fired upon and turned away. And uh, subhanAllah, uh, like one of the most moving images I saw was what? was um, a, a maktab class and a hifs class in which the hifs teacher, because they're all a village, they're ejected together. So he's in the jungle, bare feet with the kids sitting in the jungle at nighttime. They don't know where they are, uh, but uh, they're actually having their, their maktab class. They're having their, their Quran class. The kids are reciting and the teacher is correcting them. And I thought, subhanAllah, if there's any people who know why they're here in the world and they're, uh, you know, they got their eyes on the prize, it's these people. Um, uh, you know, and it's maybe not so far from what Shah Abdul Qadir is describing right now, that their faith is firm. And people like us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't want to say us, people like me, uh, you know, every little thing, uh, you know, shakes, shakes faith and every little thing disturbs a person. Um, and uh, a person needs so much constant reassurance uh, as if, you know, a person with like spiritual attention deficit. And uh, uh, subhanAllah, uh, Allah Ta'ala have mercy on all of us. Allah have mercy on all of us. If Allah forgives us on the day of judgment, it will be a miracle of his of his mercy and of his, his grace and uh, nothing less. Thus, if the wealth, honor, and fame are taken away from them, their tree of faith shall waste away and its leaves and fruits shall wither, although God intends to make it strong. Therefore, my poor brethren, you ought to know that the right of the wealthy does not have deeper roots. It lacks the strength which you have been endowed with and it needs the riches and earthly prizes for its nourishment. Uh, by the way, you'll get a lot of like, you know, prosperity gospel, uh, you know, Protestant work ethic type Muslims. Um, that will be like, well, there's nothing wrong with having money and blah, blah. Of course, there's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with having money like Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. You'd be the power, most powerful man in the world and still sleep on your side, you know, uh, in the woven straw mat of the masjid. And you're, you're the hero. You know, you're the, you're the king of the awliya. Why? Because your faqar is only, your poverty is only for Allah. And in every other way, you're endowed with riches and you then wield them in order to uh, establish uh, order uh, and beauty in this world. 
but uh, you know this kind of secret uh, that you profess to love Allah, but secretly, uh, you know, your love of Allah is only manifested when you know you're 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 given. It's like the munafiqin, you know, that came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and asked for sadaqa. If he gives to them, they're happy, and if he doesn't have anything to give to them, then they uh, start to cop an attitude. Allah Taala protect us from being like that. And the fact is, the sad fact is, I just ask Allah, don't ever test me because. You know, I know enough about myself that uh, I worry, you know, I worry. And, uh, you know, at any rate, mashallah, one of the gifts of being in such a poor state is that it engenders, hopefully, inshallah, some sort of humility in front of the Lord. That uh, those kind of weird thoughts that we have sometimes when we read about spiritual things and start thinking that we're cool. It reminds us that uh, not all of us are cool. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, take pity on, take pity on us. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take pity on us and uh, you know this whole kind of prosperity gospel Islam Protestant work ethic Islam uh, Allah, Allah ta'ala protect us and protect our children from this uh, weird type of worship of the material world Allah protect all of us from it the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he loved the masakin he loved those people who are poor those people who are poor uh, those people who miskin is what the person who wakes up in the morning and doesn't know how he's going to eat for the rest of the day and how he's going to sleep or where he's going to sleep at night. Allah and Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked for the love of the masakin and the company of the masakin and asked Allah Taala to make him one of the masakin. And uh, you know this is a spiritual quality and a spiritual grace of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which has been endowed to the ahlullah and the ahlul haq uh, 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 of this ummah. And yes, communally poverty is. Not good. Communally, communally, weakness for the ummah is not good. It is a sin, in fact. When we don't have enough money to pay for our madaris and our masajid and uh, those institutions we need in order to protect our faith and our deen and our honor, uh, this is a, a sin and this is a laxity on behalf of the ummah. But as an individual, uh, it is well known to anybody who knows anything about the spiritual path that Shah Abdul Qadir is not just uh, you know putting people to sleep uh, and uh, uh, you know getting people uh, to uh, leave the wealth for the man or whatever, uh, using religion as the opiate of the masses. Rather, Shah Abdul Qadir is preaching to them a spiritual verity and a spiritual truth which is known by all those who have ever traveled the spiritual path which is it is much easier to get to Allah Ta'ala through poverty than it is through wealth and uh, uh, in order to wield wealth properly a person has to go through the mastery of poverty first uh, and wealth is uh, an exception uh, not a rule it is an exception that is not to be coveted rather it is to be avoided because precisely in its avoidance will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant a person and the ability to wield it properly. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhum himself, uh, when he uh, was, f- the Khalifa was, fo- Khilafa was foisted on him by Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, and he protested against it during the last moments of Sayyidina Abu Bakr's life. Uh, may Allah Ta'ala be pleased with all of them. And then Sayyidina Abu Bakr's ruh slipped from this, uh, uh, from this uh, transient uh, abode uh, into, uh, into the barzakh. Uh, at that moment, the people turned to him. And, uh, you know, it's a moment of horror for him. The drain, blood drained from his face as if, you know, people are coming to kill him. And they came, what, to put their hands in his hands and to take bay'ah from him. And all he reassured himself with, the only thing he could say to calm himself down and reassure himself from the terror that he felt when they turned to him um, was what is that I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say that whoever seeks this affair, meaning power and prestige, uh, uh, leadership, 
uh, all of these trappings of, 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 of wielding the dunya. So whoever seeks this uh, affair, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will humiliate him through it. And whoever it's foisted upon his shoulders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will aid him in it. Um, even then, aid him in it means what? It doesn't mean that it's fun, but it's a very hard task. And uh, uh, and Allah Taala will help uh, will help him in it. As um, Sheikh Zakaria rahimullah Taala he mentions in the Tazkira Mashaykh Chisht, uh, which is really beautiful that he gives the biographies of all four Khulafa Rashidun because they're all Mashaykh of the Tariqa. He gives uh, in the uh, in the Tabaqa about Sayyidina Umar radiAllahu Taala anhu. He says that uh, Sayyidina Abbas, the Amr Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Sayyidina Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib, uh, uh, sorry ibn uh, Abdul Muttalib, he mentions radiAllahu anhu that he saw Sayyidina Umar radiAllahu anhu in a dream, and uh, uh, he he said that he saw him with sweat on his brow. And he asked him, Ya Omar, what has the Lord done with you? And he says that uh, I just finished giving my account to him. And he says, well, how did you find, how did you find the accounting went? He said, I found my Lord to be most merciful. Meaning what? That, uh, uh, that it was even, even then he needed Allah's help to get through it. It wasn't something to be in and of itself desired, but it may be a means to something better uh, through great difficulty. So uh, Shah Abdul Qadir isn't preaching pie in the sky in July. He's telling people, look, don't be, don't be people who are ungrateful for this blessing because your worth has nothing to do with what other people think of you and it has nothing to do with this like chimpanzee-like shell that, that you carry around with you. If you think that this is what your worth is, then you're an idiot. You're dumber than the animals are. Um, you, you really are an idiot. And I, 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 I you know, stuff relies from calling people idiots. It's a rhetorical, rhetorical uh, device. But the, the issue is this is what one chimpanzee can do like more strong monkey tricks than the other one or like has more shiny stuff than the other monkey does. Come on, give, give me a break. You know, all of us, nafsun ka nafsin wa arwahun mushakala wa a'adhumun khuliqat fihi wa a'adha'u. فإن كان لأحد حسب يفاخرون به فإن كان لهم وإن كان لأحد حسب يفاخرون به فالطين والماء that everyone is a nafs you have a nafs and I have a nafs my nafs is like yours and yours is like like mine وَأَرْوَاحٌ مُشَاكَلَ and we have different spirits everyone has a spirit and we all have different spirits and bones which are clothed with flesh and uh, limbs and if anyone has a, uh, a lineage that they want to brag about then it's what it's all just uh, thin it's all earth and it's water that's all it is uh, this is this is a, a reality it's a verity and you can't be like well I'm like the thinier thin like I'm the earthier earth than your earth is and I'm the waterier water than you are or I'm the you know look my limbs are better than yours it's really stupid it's really dumb uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I'm saying this not to uh, my pious listeners mashallah who could have been watching Netflix right now but they're listening to some Mulvi rant about these things uh, you know you're obviously good I'm saying to myself that yeah Hamza uh, <laughs> what are you, what are, are you going to do with all of those things eventually you're going to go into your grave and you're going to go to the same Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the only thing you're going to have on that day is your a'mal uh, Shah Abdul Qadir Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
exalt his rank amongst the awliya and everybody who says what he said from before him and after him they're only giving us good advice it's something just for our our, our own good he says as for those who've been well afforded to this world they've been placed in easy circumstances for because they are like a barren land rocky and sandy which neither stores nor absorbs rain and it is difficult to implant the tree of faith in it it has therefore been provided with the nourishment and uh, fertilizers that that uh, will nourish the weak saplings of their faith uh, to push out shoots of righteous action thus if wealth honor and fame are taken away from them the tree of their faith shall waste away and its leaves and fruits shall wither though god intends to make them strong therefore my poor brethren you ought to know that the faith of the wealthy does not have deeper roots it lacks the strength which has been endowed to you and it needs the riches and earthly prizes for its nourishment if these gifts were uh, to be taken from them their faith would be uh, uh, taken away and give give way to blasphemy and they would join the ranks of the infidels apostates uh, hi- hypocrites uh, unless of course allah bestows upon them spiritual light and illumination endurance and resignation of their faith and uh, subhanallah how how true uh, shab al-qadr was in his speech my own experience is what is that wealthy people many of them have love for this tariq for this path and have love for allah and have love for the deen but so few of them have tawfiq so few of them have tawfiq the pull of these things is so much so few of them have tawfiq so few of them have tawfiq they have tawfiq like uh, you know they have tawfiq like an amputee has tawfiq in like you know becoming an NBA basketball player. I'm sure it, it is possible, and maybe someone will make it. But uh, uh, it, it really isn't. It really isn't the ideal place to start from. Allah have mercy on all of us. And worldly pleasures. Shah Abdul Qadir did not preach asceticism, nor did he exhort people to give up worldly possessions. What he emphasized upon in his sermons was that these should be made use of by man to the extent that he needs them, but he should never allow them uh, allow himself to become the slave of his desires and temptations, uh, nor should he hold the earthly gifts uh, dear to his heart. Explaining the purport of uh, the hadith which runs, Verily, the world has been created for you and you have been created for the hereafter. Uh, he says, Do not try to obtain your share of worldly gifts in a way that you have uh, to keep standing before it like a beggar. You ought to be like a sovereign who keeps himself seated while gifts are presented before him. SubhanAllah, look at the dignity here. Look at the dignity. Of the, Allah, forgive us. We've humiliated ourselves. Look at the dignity here. This is why he's a king. He said, do not try to obtain your share of worldly gifts in a way that you have to keep standing before it like a beggar. You ought to be like a sovereign who keeps himself seated while gifts are presented before him. This world acclaims those who stand and wait at the door of God Almighty, but it demeans those who uh, 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 wait upon it. Meaning, the world itself will honor you for standing at the Lord, the, the doors of the world, door of the Lord. But if you stand at the door of the world, this world itself will humiliate you uh, for it. Allah is a, a beneficent and a, 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 a beautiful and a loving uh, master. And this world is such an abusive and cruel uh, master that has no loyalty and uh, has no mercy. In another uh, sermon, he says, he, says, he says, this world acclaims those who stand and wait at the door of God Almighty, but it demeans those who wait upon it. Therefore, get your share of the worldly benefits without demeaning yourself or compromising your dignity. And this is what Allah also expects of you. 
In another sermon, he says, It is perfectly lawful to lay hands on the world and its gifts, to possess it, or even to accumulate it for commendable purposes. But it is forbidden to set your heart upon it. You may allow it to stand, you may allow it to stand at the door of your heart, but it is prohibited to allow it to get inside that door, uh, for it shall not bring any honor to you. SubhanAllah, how beautiful this is. He says, You may allow it to stand at the door of your heart, but it is prohibited to allow it to get inside the door, for it shall not bring any honor to you. Critique of Kings Shah Abdul Qadir did not sermonize and admonish the populace alone. He fearlessly performed the duty made incumbent uh, by the sacred sharia uh, of enjoining the right and forbidding the wrong uh, 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 whenever he considered it necessary. He publicly denounced the actions and policies of the kings, nobles, and officials. He bitterly criticized the faults of the great ones without the slightest consideration of their power or position. Hafiz uh, Imad al-Din ibn Kathir, a historian of his time, so the Sahib Tafsir ibn Kathir, uh, has made mention uh, of it in these words. He admonished all, the caliph, his wizirs, uh, the king's uh, jurists, meaning the fuqaha, the elite and the laity, to adopt uh, the righteous course and to forsake the things that were forbidden. He openly criticized unsparingly everyone to his face in his discourses. He used to denounce the authorities sternly if any tyrant was appointed to public office by them. He never cared for anyone if he saw the commands of the Lord being overstepped. Ibn Kathir writes that when the caliph al-Muqtafi li amrillah appointed Abu al-Wafa Yahya, a man notorious for his cruelty as the Qadi, uh, Abdul Qadir admonished the Caliph in these words, You have appointed a man notorious as the uh, most tyrannical to give rulings over the Muslims. What would your answer uh, be tomorrow on the Day of Judgment before the Lord of the Worlds and the Most Merciful? Ibn Kathir further says that when the Caliph came to know of the admonition of Abdul Qadir, he burst into tears and immediately dismissed Abu Wafa from the office. Subhanallah. Allah, Allah, Allah give those t- even tyrants a high maqam who uh, at least there was some khair in their hearts that the spiritual power of the awliya uh, you know, could take grip of it anywhere rather than be, being hardened, hardened uh, you know, on the namudaj of, of uh, you know, Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab uh, like some of the people that we have uh, today with Iyadu Billah. Qadir uh, also vigorously condemned this worldliness of the scholars, fuqaha, and uh, sufiya who were prepared to accept an office or act as entourages to the rulers. He held this class responsible for the waywardness of the kings and ruling chiefs. In one of his addresses, he rebuked these elements thus, Ah, you are the fellows who have misused your knowledge and wisdom. What have you to do with your predecessors? You are the enemies of God and his apostles. Sallallahu He says, you are the enemies of Allah and his Rasul. Sallallahu Alaihi You are no less than the, the, the brigands, tyrants, and hypocrites. How long will you persist in your pious fraud? How long will you continue to don the shroud of assumed piety for the sake of your kings and rulers? How long will you remain a slave of power and position, passions and desires? Verily, uh, you and most of your kings are tyrants and traitors unto the Lord and his bondsmen. O God, our Lord, either degrade these transgressors and humiliate them or make them repent from their sins. Either mortify the tyrants and efface them from your earth or let them mend their ways. 
On another occasion, he addressed a religious scholar in these words, Are you not ashamed that your avarice has forced you to serve these tyrants and crave uh, for the uh, emoluments declared unlawful and prohibited by the sacred Sharia? How long shall you hold on to your uh, mean pursuits? The kingdom of the rulers to whom you are playing a second fiddle shall shortly be no more. And then you shall be presented before God Almighty, uh, who is eternal and omnipotent. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us rectification. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq to appreciate uh, the gifts that Allah gives us in our circumstances. Uh, like Sayyidina Umar says, said, radiyallahu uh, ta'ala anhu, that I wake up in the morning, I don't know if being in a state of blessing or in tribulation, you know, which one to ask for because I don't know which one is better for me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us, make us qadardan, make us people who uh, uh, appreciate that the Lord's choice for us is oftentimes better than our choice. Not often, it's always better than our choice for ourselves. And we should always, you know, we never, we're not fatalists. We don't like, you know, accept the things the way they are as an excuse for like not making them better in the future. Allah gave everyone two eyes and two ears and a heart and a brain. Uh, and so we keep uh, trying to figure out what's best and keep striving for it. Uh, but, you know, that we should know that whatever ends up happening, it's for the best and that we should appreciate it. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us what, what's from the best and we should have a, a yaqeen that a day will come uh, uh, when, uh, when, when we'll bear witness to that. You know, and I'm right now putting myself, uh, you know, in a precarious situation because people will say, well, why don't you do that then? Well, maybe, maybe I should, and maybe we should, we should all do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that uh, we speak the haq, that first we learn what the haq is, we understand what the haq is, and that we train the nafs in order to uh, uh, speak it, not for its own sake, uh, or to get you know more uh, Twitter or YouTube uh, subscribers or Twitter followers or uh, Facebook uh, or you know whatever Insta Insta but uh, uh, you know for his sake only for his sake so that there's an effect in it so that there's if there's even an atom of iman inside the heart of the person that we admonish that that ruhaniya and that spirituality it it strike it with so much electricity that it uh, jump starts the deadness of that heart and the people actually have the tawfiq of uh, of, of coming back to the deen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us from his fadl Allah ta'ala give all of us from his fadl and um, revive what has died from the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and shower his mercies uh, on it so that we can continue to perform uh, uh, all of those uh, functions uh, that the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa loved for us to perform uh, uh, amongst God's creation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us tawfiq make a lot of dua in this Ramadan inshallah I, I, I will as well for all of you you also make dua, a lot of dua in this Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa sallamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.